Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, whoever's listening right now, welcome to this week's edition of What the Health Just Happened, where we talk about all things healthcare, the good, the bad, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the right, how to spend money wisely, how to not spend money unwisely, question mark? Mm. I don't know. Uh, oh, we also bring on some of Northeast Florida's best and brightest. I just choked on the intro. That's a first. We're not editing any of this. I love it. CEOs, CFOs, founders, HR individuals, anyone that can talk about healthy business practices. Today is no different. Only this gentleman covers both healthcare and is the CEO and founder. Alex Moore, Yumi Care. Welcome. Talk me off that ledge because I just choked on my own spit. Weirdest intro ever. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Eric. I'm excited to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, I don't want to edit that intro. You cool with that? Yeah, man. No edits. I Let's think the more go. the more natural. That was the most uncomfortable, awkward. As you're like, nah. you ever you ever do that? So now let's go Rogan style. Yeah. Let's just get it all. I like this. We're gonna we're gonna go a little bit serious to begin with. Maybe some fun in there, and then serious again. So you work in the home healthcare space. I do, which is very broad. I know it well. There's multiple directions. Um, skilled, non-skilled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a huge, huge industry getting bigger by the day, right? Yeah. So 10,000 people turning 65 every day for the next 30 years. Come on in. <laughs> I love when people walk in. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so, so the industry's growing. Uh, there's one thing we know about the industry. People want to stay at home. Nobody mm. wants to be in a facility if they don't have to be. Um, and so the industry is changing and it's rapidly growing, but what you have to keep in mind, and this is you know, what I hope to talk about a little bit today, is the home health industry is probably one of the furthest behind when it comes to Ooh. utilization of technology. And so what YumiCare tries to do is really bridge the gap and bring technology to a space that has mostly been technologically void, or at least 20 years behind what's current. You, you just said so many things in a short span there that we, we're going to try to hit all of it, but I tell every guest, this time flies by. It's difficult. Um, and I, I take notes here. We're going to furthest behind the technology. Definitely want to hit that. Quick mention comment, you, me, care. Y-O-U-M-E, as in you, Alex, me, Eric, care. Right. Right? That's right. Let's dive right into that. What, what's the background behind sure. the name, yeah. the story there? Oh, man. I don't know. So have you ever been in a band? Yes. Okay, yes. good. All right. Don't, so, don't, so you've don't pull up the videos. I've also I've also been in a band, terrible band back when I was in my twenties. What what instrument? I uh, play guitar, wrote songs, you know, singer. Oh man. All, all okay. sorts of okay. things. So um here's the thing. Naming a business is very much like naming oh. a band. There's a point where you're just like, hey, we gotta name this thing. We're working on it. Like, what are we gonna call this? And you've got kids too, so it's similar, you know, naming your children. Um, I just Googled children's names. You just names Googled children's yeah. names. There was a fair amount of Googling. Yeah. So actually the, the, the story of our name starts with, uh, you know, a pizza and a six pack of beers over at a friend's house who's I've known for years. He's a creative director named Brenton. Shout out to Brenton. Brenton. And, uh, and so we were determined. We were like, we're going to come up with a name. Right and I had right a short, now. I had a short list. He had a short list and we both kind of came and had this collaborative session and he said, I got a weird one for you, but I want to throw it out to you. Um, how about Yumi? 
And I said, Yumi. And he goes, it's a Japanese name. I think it means like friend or friendly. He said, but what I really like about it is when you hear it, um, it sounds like you and me. And we know that home care is all about relationships and that sort of thing. And it kind of called to that relationship. And I said, I like it. And the way he spelled it was Y-U-M-I. And Which is the, the Japanese name. The Japanese name, okay. Yumi. Um, and so that's where it started. Now, as soon as we went to market with that name, um, we quickly became Yummy Care, which I did not like. I, didn't have the same ring to it. I didn't get it the first time we met. We, it, right. It's been a year since we talked. It's right? been a while. We, we, we been grabbed a while. coffee, talked home health. Right. I didn't know what it was when we first met I, until you told me it was I don't think you, me. People, right, okay. Right. So we got a lot of feedback there. Not yummy care. Not got yummy it. care. Okay. It's not yummy care. So so we got a lot of feedback there. And just this is total startup world. What you do is you start somewhere and then you iterate. And slowly but surely, you just get a little bit better. And this was an iteration. We went from yummy care, spelled yummy care, <laughs> to just this. regular this yummy is, care. So why don't we just spell it the way it sounds? And and so we took that step and it's been a lot better. And so nobody screws up the you name talk anymore. about startup world too because I, I i want to dive real deep into home health care because i have a, a background in it and i love it i just yeah. got done dealing with my granddad but you said something now that stood out it's startup world mm-hmm. now you know what you did you and your friend what was your friend's name brenton yeah brenton, brenton. yeah i'm gonna start screaming his name on random episodes you talk about starting something you talk about it you think about it you talk about it mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't do it don't do it. Right. So, so what, at what point you're thinking about going this direction, home health care, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to read this real quick. Okay. CEO and founder, Yumi Care. This is from his LinkedIn, avid runner, dreamer, and advocate for change in healthcare. I love that tagline. UNF graduate, fist bump, also swoop, master's in phil- philosophy. Correct. Man, we could geek out on that stuff, <laughs> or at least you could. Master's healthcare administration. Now, here we go. Right. Baptist oncology research coordinator. Brooks Rehab, Marketing and Communications. Yep. Guidewell, Marketing. Florida Blue, Product Performance, UNF, Adjunct Professor, now CEO and Founder. So you've worked for some big companies. Sure. All in healthcare, some marketing, some product development. So mm-hmm. walk me through that journey. Sure. And when was that moment where you're like, I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, now I'm going to do it. Right, right. Well, I've always tried to take the approach um, in whatever I do to I, I, I make the decision to do it because I want to learn and, and, and I want to grow. And so every one of those roles has been a stretch for me. Every one of those roles was something where I was in it to learn so that I could do eventually um, what I knew I wanted to do, which was on my own business. So you can kind of think of it, each one of those steps in my career as, as preparing me to, to do what I did a couple of years ago and just launch this, mm-hmm. this, this thing. Um, and so, uh, when I was at Florida blue, which is a great company, huge employer here in, in Massive. Jacksonville, probably one of the biggest employers, fantastic in place to work. I, you will meet the smartest people ever working at a, at a place like that. They attract really great talent. And, um, that's where the seeds of this idea, um, started to, you know, I'd get home from day job work and I'd work on my, um, my pet project, which was Yumi Care. And um, you mentioned, you know, a lot of people think of stuff and then they don't do it. Um, what I can tell you, having jumped in with both feet and quit my day job to pursue something that I, f- I felt like Super was Super easy, right? Anyone can do it, just not yet. It's a fear factor. Uh, I think the main thing that prevents people from doing it isn't necessarily a lack of ideas. There's a lot of great ideas out there and a lot of people who have great ideas, but you have to have a commitment 
um, and you have to have the support system to be able to um, risk failure. And the way I talked myself into it was it's really more of a perceived risk because even if I go out of the gates and fall flat on my face and the whole thing fails miserably, I'm still employable. You know, I'm not going to be homeless. I love this. Uh, you know, I can go back <laughs> out there. It's, it's a perceived risk. And you know what? I, Just do it, you know? This happens all the time on the show because it's predominantly healthcare focused, which mm -hmm. I promise we'll get to. But I am a what I call a self-proclaimed entrepreneur. Mm. I'm a firefighter paramedic turned registered nurse. And now it's all, I'm an entrepreneur. I love the business side. You've said fear multiple times. And I, I just like this acronym. Have you heard the acronym, what fear stands no, for? what is it? False emotions appearing real. Oh, I like Think that. about it. Yeah. It's like you think about it, it's false emotions appearing real. And then there's the military version. I can't bleep this out, but it's beep everything and run. <laughs> so you have two ways to look at fear. False emotions appearing real, which I think people need to overcome that, which sure. again, starting a business, it's hard. It's hard. It's difficult. You had your nine to five and you're married with children, right? Married with children. Not the TV show, but a, a yeah. husband and father. Okay. So this journey, the, the marketing, I think factors into your business a lot. Sure. Let's circle back to that. Let's, let's hit home health care kind of hard here. What, what does it okay. consist of? So you meet care. We'll try to circle back again. I like being all over the place. It's kind of how I do life. Yeah. Yeah. Did all this stuff, overcame your fears, paint a picture of home healthcare. So what you're doing, your organization will go to the tech, mm -hmm. go to the website, the adjustments we talked about before the show. Yep. What is home healthcare in your world? Yeah. It, so in my world, the home healthcare is anything that can, you know, happens in the home, which we know is where most people want to be. Now, I divide the home health world into, you know, two buckets. One is you've got Medicare beneficiaries who um, get prescribed home health care and then a nurse or, you know, a physical PT, therapist, an occupational OT. therapist, you name it, right, will as part of your care, will come into the home and deliver um, specified services. Now, it's a broad term, and most consumers think that's that that's it, right? And most consumers also think that all of the things that happen in the home are covered by health insurance. But what I will tell you is the reality. Both is after are false. Both Sorry, are I'm false. Interrupting. Both are false. <laughs> so the reality is, after you've had an inpatient stay, um, you know, or the doctor has prescribed you home health care, what most people don't understand is what that means is a nurse will come over maybe a couple times a week, maybe an hour at a time. Uh, PT may come over, you know, once, twice a week for, you know, an hour or so at a time. So if you think about a 24-hour day, you know, you've got maybe four or five hours covered throughout the week where another person is there who is a medical professional. And so what happens in that other, you know, 18 hours of the day you know, when you need help just moving from point A to point B, when you need help uh, getting groceries, preparing meals, little things like just getting to the bathroom safely, none of that iceberg of activity is really covered by traditional health insurance. Maybe 4% of health insurance will cover that sort of thing. They call it custodial care. ADLs. ADLs. Activities right. of daily living. And if you if you back that up a little bit, what the current healthcare system assumes 
is that everybody's already got a support network in place. They have a, a spouse that's physically assume, and mentally, mentally capable right. of doing it. They right. have adult children who right. aren't working 40 plus hours right. a week or adult grandchildren. Right. Right. And that's mm. the assumption. That's the assumption. And, and that assumption is bad assumption. And so what it does is it leaves a huge population of people out there who are either thrust into the world of being a family caregiver without being asked and not good, not good. Right. Uh, so, you know, you've got to take time off work. You know, there's a lot of numbers out there. There's a big economic burden of this. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, initiatives to try to solve caregiver this burnout, caregiver burnout, Sorry, I'm, that I'm, sort I'm, of thing. Yeah. I yeah. want you to talk, not me. It, I, it, I just, it's big. I go nuts on this topic. So that's the corner of uh, home health, which is a huge world. That's the corner of the world that we decided to focus on with our startup. The, what I, depending on who you talk to, you have skilled and non-skilled, mm-hmm. which I, I hate that term. I hate that term. You have, I would say maybe clinical and non-clinical, which is Correct. still questionable, right? Clinical, non-clinical. I like non-clinical. You're, you're, you have what's called a qualifying event. You're mm-hmm. admitted to the hospital for X amount of days. This is, you know, skilled nursing, excuse me, whatever it is. You get written in order by a physician yep. and you come home. When I say you, I mean potentially your grandparents, my grandparents who just went mm-hmm. through it, my adult parents who are getting older, mom, dad, I love you. You got years, so you have to <laughs> deal with this. Um, so they have this qualifying event. They come out and insurance covers this, predominantly Medicare, right? We're going to avoid the pediatric space. That's the other background. Right. And that covers X amount of hours per week that no one talks about. Your skilled nursing, medication management maybe, coming and checking on you, PTOT, mm-hmm. maybe speech therapy. And you said it. The other... 16 to 18 to even 20 hours a day right. is this gap. Big gap. And Alex, I don't know your family dynamics, but mm-hmm. you you can't, af- I don't want to say can't afford, but you've got your own children. You've got your sure. own ma- uh, marriage, your own business. Yep. yep. It may be tough to deal with mom and dad. So, so how do you find that service that matters because right. people are more comfortable and thrive better at home? That's what Yumi Care does. That's what Yumi Care does. And so our challenge is... Number one, educating um, people about that gap that most people assume isn't there, and then they find, unfortunately, that it's there. Um, you educating know, after, who? Ed- educating the the consumers, the people who need adult kids, that, adult children, spouse of spouses. Yeah. Exactly, you're exactly right. Not, for not case managers that. in the hospital. No, they they know it exists. I, I spend a lot of time speaking with case managers. Um, there's not a case manager out there that doesn't nod and go, yeah. Absolutely. And then and then the big question, and I'm going to tee this one up for you, who's going to pay for it? Ding dong. <laughs> hey, oh man. We're, let's stay on the topic real quick, and we'll go to money because money matters. Money matters. We'll talk People about it. Yeah. Talk, yeah. 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 Money matters in everything, business, marriage, children, definitely home health. <sighs> So the people that need this mm-hmm. need help with activities of daily living. Those are for you and I. Those are commonly used terms. Sure. But but who is it, right? Mm-hmm. And what are ADLs? Right. Yeah. So it's it's the normal stuff. It's the it's the things you can't get through a day without doing. So you know, it might just be getting dressed, getting up out of bed, getting to the bathroom. I mean, if we start with what is it like Maslow's hierarchy of needs? I mean, you got <laughs> you you got to you got to eat. You got to be able to go to the bathroom. Um, you, you, you've got to, uh, get some movement, you know, maybe those are the basic three. Um, so a lot of our caregivers will spend time, uh, you know, doing meal prep, um, or, 
you know, just helping somebody get up safely out of bed, get to the bathroom, get back to bed, um, uh, you know, get dressed, get moving, um, avoid social isolation, which is a big thing in the older that's population. Uh, just having somebody you like that's there regularly that you can talk to <laughs> um, is a huge benefit uh, of these types of services. So that's that's the main thing. I think the bet, but there's multiple benefits. So that's the benefit to the care recipient, as we call it. Uh, but there's another benefit, which is um, for people like you and me, which is no pun intended there. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. I was about to hey, turn your mic on, Jay. I'm about to start asking you questions. <laughs> Maybe he is listening. He's listening. <laughs> hey, so, but the other benefit is really for that family caregiver who feels a tremendous amount of responsibility to make sure their loved one is taken care of. So what we like to say is um, just a peace of mind that somebody's going to be there, somebody P-O-M, that you know, peace of mind. Um, and then a little bit of extra time, coordination that you don't have to do. You can rely that some, <clears throat> rely on somebody else that's going to be there to, to help you out and extend you. And then, you know, provide communication back to you as about, you know, what's going on um, if you're not able to get over there every day. And so those are some benefits that we bring to family caregivers that um, – you know, goes beyond just the care that the caregivers are giving to the, to the care recipient. I, I, I don't know if it's good or bad. I know so much about the space. I just want to talk the whole time, and I want to talk about your business, what you're doing. We're going to get to tech and money, of course. Yeah. Something that I always discussed with patients we had when I was in that space, my, my I'm telling you, my grandparents just went, we went through all right, this. Mine too. Yeah. There's a couple things that at the end of the day, when, when a, a spouse or an adult child is the caregiver, you you eventually have two patients, mm-hmm. right? So you have a, you have a client or patient mm-hmm. that you're providing care to, right, right, and then you have wife or husband mm-hmm. that burns out, gets exhausted, becomes patient, or you yeah. have adult children who are again sometimes 55, 65, even 75 right. who become patients because they're burnt out. Yeah. In addition to that, a big one is I look. I hate to say it, I love my wife. When I'm 75, 85, 95, hopefully 125, I don't want to bathe her. I don't want right. to, like, I'm telling you right now, my grandparents are like, they didn't want me to wipe their butt. Right, right. So you, who does it? And yeah. this sounds morbid and sad, but it's it's a reality of life and aging. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I've noticed with hiring help outside. Right. It's difficult because you you create a second patient for burnout mm-hmm. and, and the adult children's spouse, insert name, they don't want to do that stuff. And sure. Why would you? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. It's a. Uh, it. You know. It's. It's helpful to have a. You know. Big word alert. Interlocutor to Ooh, help. See do, that. We don't do big words <laughs> on here, Jay. Right. I'm it, it's helpful it. to have a, a different person um, take care of some of those more you know intimate things. That, you know, it can preserve the the relationship. Now, that is a luxury. I will say. Uh, that some people don't have. And so whether they want to do that or not, um, sometimes they have to do it because, you know, it's not going to happen otherwise. And um, I I totally understand that. And um, while our company deals with private pay clients right now, some people who have um, long-term care insurance, we can help them as well. Um, For those who don't have the means to pay, uh, there's still a big gap. What are your options? And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what are your options is a good question. And even with all of my background in history in healthcare and my partner's background in history in healthcare, sometimes we find ourselves talking going, I don't know that there's a good option. I I want to help 
There's not. What's the option? Right now, today, there's not. Now, that being said, uh, there are some great organizations in Jacksonville. Elder Source is fantastic. Amazing group. Fantastic. Free shout out, Elder Source. I'll tag them, too. Absolutely. Elder Source is fantastic. We have a partnership with them where our caregivers provide respite care services for some of their um, their family caregivers. And, um, you know, there, there are some great programs, but... Just like with it's any still other not programs, enough. It, you know, it's not enough. It's not enough. There's a big gap out there. I like to, Jay, you got your mic on? Yep. So this is the producer here, Jay Bose. I like to have him chime in. Have you ever dealt with a family member having to, to get home health care? You don't have to share this, but I'm not comfortable talking about this. No. Okay. Are you familiar with anything in the home health care space? Mm, I mean, I, I've had a friend that his his grandmother was taking care of at home hospice do you know like skilled and ask them these are things that i, I think people our age I'm, I'm 40 and again i'm talking within 10 years either direction 30 to 40 40 to 50 we're coming up on that age where mm-hmm. where you have to think about this stuff i it's not easy to talk about but so so no experience don't understand it okay right. then then i can't ask you the question I was gonna ask. <laughs> how well, to go, go so do you how how old are your parents uh my father is passed away and my mom is 72. Okay. I like this, by the way. This is me getting to know Jay, by the way. He's yeah. been doing this for a while. Any grandparents still around? No. So as they age and, and it gets harder for ADLs getting up and down out of bed, making their own food, driving to the grocery store to get groceries, who does that for them? It's it's either you move to a community or you stay at home and get home health care. Yep. That's and again, I'm just painting a picture. Thank you for hopping on. By the way, he's looking at me like, dude, why is this guy talking to me right now? No, I'm over whatever. here hitting the ones and twos <laughs> on the screens. But um, how long we got to the commercial break? Three minutes. About three minutes here. Okay, I don't mind calling it out. The funniest thing too to me: this show airs uh, 7 p.m. So 104.5 WOKV. I'm very self-deprecating. We are. It's Wednesday. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend this is live. It, we can if we want. So, so I'm watching a clock here, and I like to ask, what's the time of the commercial break? Then we repurpose on a podcast. So Alex Moore, You Me Care, Y-O-U-M-E, no longer Yummy Care. That's right. Okay. So we have about two minutes here. Well, let's, let's do a little fun. Okay. And then we'll go back half all serious, home health care, uh, You Me Care technology adjustments, and then, and then the, fun, um, the funding, financial component of it. How tall are you? 6'4". I know. I hate it. I'm 5'8", I'm a little guy, and the one time I met him, I'm like, oh, gosh, another guy a, a foot taller than me, what it, what it feels like. A runner. Runner. Distance, marathons. Yeah, I'm going to do a marathon in probably December, but I've been doing uh, 30K has been my distance this Ugh. season. Yeah. Jay, what do you think? He's frowning over there. Miles. 18.6. Sounds brutal. Married kids, um, besides running, right? what do you do for fun? Let the people oh, know man. who you are. I love being a dad. Uh, oh, I am a, yes. a yeah. I and that's something you and I share. I see your I see your posts, and um, I appreciate that about you. I mean, I've I just love being a dad. I've got I've got two kids. I think you got two, right? I have three. You have three. Yeah. Okay, gosh. Ages yeah, of you yours. Um, I have an eight year old Wyatt. Shout okay. out to Wyatt. What? And, <laughs> your names. And I have an almost uh, four year old named Rowan Magnolia, and she's fantastic. Rowan. So we have. Uh, this is good, each. man. Yeah. Look, be careful talking about dad stuff because we'll, we won't talk about home health. Well, we'll go all know, dad. I could, I could so I have dad um, out. Eight year old son, Everett. Six year old turning seven, May 5th, Mac, and then daughter, who's four, about to turn five. We're, we're close. Yeah. Um, all right, we got 30 seconds besides being a dad. 
how about dad jokes? You got any good dad jokes? You oh, throw gosh, out let's not go there. The no, 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 okay. let's not go there. Okay. I, I do have dad jokes. We can hit that later. Oh, I love dad but, jokes. But uh, I also love to cook. Um, I'm a, I like to cook. I like to eat. And uh, coffee has been a big thing. Pandemic really got me into coffee. I've become a coffee connoisseur. connoisseur. Coffees. Yeah. <sighs> okay, we're, we're, we're counting down here a few seconds to the commercial break. Alex Moore, You Me Care. Y-O-U-M-E. I'm going to keep saying that. Not Yummy Care. I love this. You Me Care. CEO, founder, um, awesome dad. Just overall BA. That's how it's, we can't say bad curse word because we're on the radio. But <laughs> Alex, thanks for uh, joining. What the hell just happens? Uh, coming back second half momentarily. All right, welcome back to the second half of What the Health Just Happened. I am your host. I like it, like saying this like it's a question mark. Um, Eric Ross, on the production side, cameras, screens, there's no cameras here. Jay Bose, <laughs> my man. Today, Alex Moore, CEO, founder of Yumi Care. If you missed the first half, good news is we'll repurpose this on multiple podcasts, but um, welcome to the second half. Thank you. Thanks for having what me. What does Yumi Care do again? Uh, Yumi Care is a platform that connects family caregivers with trained local professional caregivers. All in the home healthcare space. Yeah, all at home. Um, we we try to we we like our vision is to Im- imagine a world where staying at home is possible for everybody. Complicated, not complicated. You can stay home, get take, taken care of. <clears throat> we, if you missed the first half, go listen to it because we're not going to talk about home health. What ADLs is, man, I don't even know which way to go. There's a lot to talk about here. The financial side, I want to, but right now, a lot of changes in the last couple months, maybe last year. Yep. What were those? Sure. Let's hear it. Yeah. Well, we kicked off um, Yumi Care. Um, and, and what's different from the beginning has always been different is we've tried to take a more of a platform marketplace approach to home health care. Um, and the home health care industry has typically been solved by more agencies or kind of the health industry approach to solving problems. And so we wanted to take a little bit more of a tech approach. We wanted to, um, I wanted to, to leverage some things that I saw in the consumer space um, and the technology space and try to bring that into the world of home healthcare. Okay. Healthcare talk. Who is the consumer? The consumer is anyone who might be purchasing services. So, uh, anyone who needs care at home. So it might be a family caregiver who is, um, you know, caring for their husband or wife or, um, son, daughter, grandparent, mom, dad, right? So they may be the, the buyer. Uh, they they may be the consumer, um, and then the care recipient is the person who receives the care, and so those are some interesting def- definitions. Uh, we just call them customers, we call them clients. Yep, a lot of terms for that. So so the tech approach. Are you are you matching and providing caregivers? So so again, who are the caregivers? Right. I, I know these answers. CNAs, home health aides for the non yeah, for the most part. Side. Yeah, for the most part, they are. Um, so when you're when you're taking a marketplace approach to a problem, um, 
it, it makes the most sense when there are buyers and there are sellers. And so, okay, you take the home health world and you kind of break it apart from what it used to be. And at the, at the, you know, at the foundation of it, what you have is people who need care and you have people who provide care. So that's a marketplace. Okay. You got buyers and sellers. And so when you're building a marketplace, you, you try to be the platform that brings them together. So the first step is to build up your supply of caregivers, professional caregivers. And so we developed a process um, to um, attract um, CNAs, home health aides, and companion caregivers who are maybe a little bit fed up with the current healthcare system. So if you guys don't know this, and Eric, you, wanna, you can chime say, in you here. This? How yeah. are you attracting yeah. them, and so, what are they fed up with? So here's this is a whole other episode. It's a whole other episode. It's a whole world. Um, CNAs, home health aides, and companion caregivers tend to be, you know, if there's a hierarchy in the medical system, they can, tend to be kind of like, you know, towards the bottom of the hierarchy, right? Uh, if you look at pay rates, uh, very you know, lowest of the low pay rates um, for for these types of caregivers. What I always found ironic about that is these types of caregivers are working the hardest and making, oh, in a lot of ways, the most impact on improvements in health. Um, meaning, meaning, it's not you always might, you about, might upset some doctors it, well, and nurses, you know, here, but it, I'm, look, I'm with you. I agree. As a, it, there's no yeah. question that that doctors oh. and nurses and professionals add to to health and that sort of thing. What I'm trying to say is that the social determinants of health go a lot farther. And so the companionship, the ability to spend hours at a time with a client, sometimes those have benefits beyond any sort of pill. On a... a, Right, right. Exactly. exactly. Blood glucose measurement or... Exactly. And so so these caregivers, um, you know, they're in it for passion. They're certainly not in it for pay. Um, but one thing you notice in the market is caregivers are starting to leave professional caregivers, meaning home health aides, CNAs, and um, and, and companions are starting to leave the industry. And you can't blame them because they can all go make more money at Amazon or even fast food these days than they can uh, helping patients, which is where their heart is. And so I saw a big oh, gap there. Gosh. And so we developed a value proposition. I said, what if we can pay caregivers, you know, 20 plus dollars an hour? Um, what if we use the technology that's available in 2023 to streamline business processes so so that 50% of the patient dollar doesn't just evaporate, you know, into inefficiencies, oh right? Gosh, what stuff. if we could do that? And then and then what if we gave caregivers a little bit more um, agency in who they work with and what hours they work as opposed to just kind of assigning them them things and so some ownership ownership control control buy-in mm-hmm. yeah which which then reignites yeah. that passion reignites look, the passion let's hit money yeah. here's the reality so when i when i was in this world that world i saw agencies home health agencies pay cnas and home health aides eight dollars an hour yeah this is less than 10 years ago. You know, it's gone up a little bit. You know, what is it, 12 now? 12 maybe. Look, yeah, 12, in, in, 13. <sighs> yeah. Gosh, this yeah. is so hard to talk about. It's bad. If you if you are doing sometimes grueling work, if, when you look at ADLs, this, the social side is so important. I really believe that. But the physical demands of home health care, it, sometimes it's hard. It You're, is. You are lifting a person in and out of bed. Mm-hmm. You are helping them get into a shower Maybe they're light, maybe they're not, doesn't matter. It's hard. It's physically demanding. So when you're making, let's say now the money's up there, $12 an hour, right. I could go get a job 
at a fast food restaurant right now for fifteen dollars an Absolutely. hour. Absolutely. Yeah. Or Amazon for seventeen fifty an hour. Exactly. So, so what are they yeah. going to do? Even though they it, want to be, they want to be, a, grandma, they want to be a caregiver. They know where their heart is, and they know what they've been doing. They know where their passion is, but it becomes an economic decision that they can't make for their family. A lot of times, they're the sole breadwinner of their family, and so we like to position ourselves as kind of a, a way out of that and a way to kind of get back into what you do. Be be a CEO of your own little Ooh, I private, like I like that caregiver company. Right. That's that's the approach, and we've attracted a lot of caregivers. They like the idea. Uh, they enjoy working with us, um, and then on the con- on the on the like, consumer side of things, so the clients, right? Uh, there's big gaps in the industry. Um, so, how do you find a good caregiver? Craigslist ain't the answer, right? Um, Care.com is a is is it's just you you and I could go put on Care.com <laughs> profiles like by the oh. end of this show, right? And and there's no I quality know. control. Um, and then you can't rely on the healthcare system because, you know, they have, they can't connect you. They're all struggling to get CNAs and home health aids. And so, so the idea is that we provide a service on the front end of clients where we match you with someone based on your location, based on the availability of the caregiver, based on the training of the caregiver, and then based on their personality. That's the fourth dimension. That's an say, important one. Say the, say this for again, cause I'm yeah. gonna... so location, availability, training, and then Personality, personality is like the fourth dimension. And the way we get to port personality is we create an entire profile on every caregiver that's on our platform. So you can, you know, learn a little bit about them on their profile. You can, you know, you can read up on them. You can see how much experience they have, but you can also go in and say, oh, I like to read books and take walks on the beach and that sort of thing. Um, and, and so you can find a connection, um, you know, before you invite them into your home. And so choice on both sides of the marketplace is super important. And so we've used technology to create a place where both buyers and sellers can have a little bit more agency in the process. I love all this. I'm going to ask the most difficult question I've ever asked on this radio show. Let's do it. I'm game. Because I, I saw it. When, when you're matching caregivers, does race matter? I don't think so. You don't have to answer this. But it, like, that's, hard, that's hard to talk it, about. But Well, I mean, it might for some people. Um, but I wouldn't know that. And because, um, you know, I've never run across it. So I've never run across race being an issue. Um, this is a tough question, man. I look, I I couldn't even believe I asked it. No, no, it's a good, it's a great question. I, 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 I don't know that I've seen it, but I can't say that it doesn't exist. (sighs) Yeah, we don't. We don't have to broach that. I can't believe I just said that. A lot. It's okay. Hey, laugh about it. I, I just experience. I, I can a- tell you one thing that does matter, language. Oh, for um, sure. And so so we've been able to pick up clients just purely based on the fact that our website has all of our caregivers and which languages they speak. Huge. It's huge. Huge. Um, so, you know, many, many, especially when you think about Alzheimer's and dementia, maybe mom or dad spoke English their whole life, but now that they have some sort of dementia, it's not as easily accessible. Like, and so now they've reverted back to only speaking Spanish or oh, uh, Vietnamese or whatever too. it ends up being. And so what's very beneficial about engaging with our platform is we'll help you find somebody who can actually speak to mm. your mom or dad, which is it, huge. It, man, I, <laughs> I'm just laughing the fact that I asked that. This is past experience, the same thing. Yeah. As a, as a nurse and a caregiver, I would go into homes and say, "Listen, are you comfortable with a male 
right. to a female sure, sure, sure. 80 year old mm-hmm. and said, look, honestly, I'm not, I have to, right. you know, show you right. certain things that I'm not comfortable showing you. I'm like, totally respect that. We will get a female nurse in here. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, so that's it's the reason. Huge. Male, female matters. Uh, and and let's does. go back to your race question. Cause I actually think it's good and I want to hit it. Here's the thing. Oh, whose phone's ringing? You got to answer it on the air. That's the rule. Oh, I'm kidding. Is that the rule? I'm kidding. No. I don't know. Uh, so, so <laughs> here's. <laughs> oh, that's mom. Is she listening right now? Okay. <laughs> she might be. So, Hi, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. How's hey, mom. Uh, so here's the thing uh, about racism. It's kind of a luxury. Okay. And so when you're faced with the fact you talked about, like, you know, wiping a butt, uh, getting help in and out of the shower. I'll tell you what makes more, what is more important then is just the availability that somebody can get there. Mm-hmm. You don't really have the luxury to be racist. You need help and okay. you take it from whoever, you know, you, it, language is more important. Um, availability, availability is, is more availability. important. And, and, and so those things just rise to the top and maybe that's why, you know, I don't see it. But And again, this is the first time this has ever come up on my show, even saying the word race or racism, that's... A, that's Oh my gosh. I can't even talk about that. To me, it's, it, it's as a, a generation that is significantly older right now. If you need home health care, you're probably at least 65. This world, ADLs, unless mm-hmm. you're born, you know, a para or quadriplegic, m- many other things. I'm just saying because I, I saw it, dealt with it. And, and, and look, if, if I'm being honest, maybe my grandparents made some comments early on. Then mm. you have dementia, Alzheimer's, where you say and think things that maybe you didn't before when you were healthy. I had seen it without even realizing it, that they cared about it. And then over time, you overcome it with compassionate care, whatever you are, tall, short, left, right, it doesn't matter, and availability. That's the biggest Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're reliable, you build trust. That's it. And and those sorts of things, you know, once a relationship is there, that sort of like, oh, my initial, you know, this probably goes away. I mean, you've built a relationship. (laughs) that's probably stronger than all that. Like you said, compassionate care, get through all of it, right? Yep. Yeah. And again, I can't believe, it's been a feisty day for me, by the way. I'm also, (laughs) what I love about the radio, and we'll have some videos to go with this. I had this nice shirt on, spilled honey mustard all over it on the drive here. Alex is looking sharp, man. Nice. It's got to be, what kind of shirt is that? Uh, It's called a Henley. A Henley. Mm -hmm. I'm about to research you. Look, a jacket. Yeah. He looks fancy. Thank you. Appreciate tall that, Eric. too, tall, handsome. <laughs> now we're getting real weird. Okay, back to home healthcare. Okay, so technology, huge in all, every industry. Yep. Some are ahead of the mark, behind healthcare in general, I'd say it's right about in the middle. Yeah. Home healthcare, light years behind yes. the technology. Yes. What you got? What yeah. are you doing? So, so some of our technology innovation is things you can see and some of it is, is things you can't see. So I'll start with that. So with the things that you can see, um, you know, you can go to our website and compare it to any other, you know, place and, and you'll find it's, it's very, it's very pleasing. It's got a good flow to it. Uh, shout out to Dylan who helped design. Dylan! Dylan. Dylan. I just like yelling names. Right? I don't know Dylan either. So, so, <laughs> Jay's over there like, there's that laugh I love, Jay. <laughs> so, so, you know, just having a website that's easily navigable and, you know, Which built with the, with the consumer in mind, you know, with the user in mind is very important. Um, the other thing is the ability to search caregivers um, is something that we found very early on. People want... They don't want to be told, all right, Eric will be there tomorrow. Well, who the hell is Eric, 
right? Um, you know, I you don't like, want me coming to your house right, tomorrow. right. So, so what we like to do is we like to, um, you know, allow consumers and, and clients to look at the website and look at look over the profiles of the people who are assigned to them, and or if they want to pick out their own caregiver, they can do that as well based on their location availability and all these other things. And so searching for caregivers is a big component that we've One solved. One more quick plug to Dylan. What's the website? www.youmecare.com. Y-O-U-M-E-C-A-R-E.com. Got it. Care. Yeah. And so you can search caregivers. Um, and then the other the other thing that we found is that Family caregivers need more support than they're getting. And it can be very isolating to be a family caregiver because suddenly, you know, this is your full-time job mm-hmm. taking care of someone else. While and, you have a full-time and, job sometimes. And, it, and you can you, you start to feel like, oh, my God, I'm alone. And so what we did was we created a community on our website as well where you can connect with other family caregivers professional caregivers and experts in the field of aging. We can bring in um, guests and you will be a guest um, on one of ours. Uh, We'll do educational sessions, provide resources and all that sort of thing in our community. And we just launched that a couple of weeks ago. This community, are they, uh, is it a a chat board? Is it a a Facebook group? I mean, again, it's a a virtual community. It's hosted, it's hosted on our website. Um, it, it is very similar. It's similar to a Facebook group, but it has different rooms for different topics. So there might be a introduce yourself channel or a, uh, ask a question of the community channel, that sort of thing. And then, you know, obviously it's going to continue to evolve, um, as, as the community grows. And then the third thing about, um, that, Uh, the technology that you can see is um, you can actually request to be matched with a caregiver. So this is where you kind of put your trust in us and our technology to match you with somebody based on those parameters I talked about earlier, location, availability, training, and personality. And we're actually really good at doing that um, just in case you want that service. Oh, man, I've got so many questions yeah. and not enough time. So this is tech you can see. <laughs> this is the tech you can see. Personality of with. caregivers, which mm-hmm. matters. You mm-hmm. said you have a, a, is it a list of questions, personality assessment? Yeah, yeah. Well, we have an onboarding process, a proprietary onboarding process with our caregivers where we start to get at things um, with their personality. And we ask them questions and we use those answers and we're able to kind of, you know, use that in our algorithm, um, to match to clients. Um, so, so, I mean, when it comes to, to technology, you can interact with as a consumer or a client, that's really, really cool. Um, I'll tell you what's been harder though, is actually all of the innovations we've had to make on the things you can't see. So on the back end, um, just how do you organize a database of caregivers in a way <laughs> That you can easily access it and 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 be able to um, you know create matches. How do you um, how do you onboard caregivers in a, in a way that gives you that information? And then and then also how do you um, you know what's your client intake process uh, that you know is as efficient as it can be to be able to still uh, produce a good result. Right. Alex, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. I, yeah, I don't, please. I'm not normally this frank with questions. I think you're, you're, you're a tech guy. You study philosophy. Marketing's a big one. Yeah. What you're building on the back end, is this something that you could take to market with 
other home health agencies nationwide? Or is this a specific thing you're trying to do in Northeast Florida? Yeah, I mean, I think just like with the, with, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tech companies. So Slack, as an example, was, it was, it it was an accident, right? Like this (laughs) other startup, which was, you know, failed, right? Like had created this, you know, inner, inner, inner company kind of chat thing. Uh, And so that ended up being the big unicorn and stuff. So I feel like what we're doing right now, just solving these internal problems and building little tools internally, um, you know, may end up being things that are huge later that can be applied across the industry because the industry doesn't work very well. I mean, you, it, it, you know, there's, it's there's, uh, there's all sorts of problems. complicated, yeah, yeah. Lo- yep. logistics, insurance, scheduling, insurance yep. payment, all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of room for innovation and we're just kind of going, Oh, this is an issue. Let's try to solve this. So it's, it's, you know, it's like a process, a, a kind of scientific process <laughs> of of just trying to. It's like cleaning up a really messy room. Yeah, right. You just got to start go somewhere. You just got to start somewhere <laughs> and get working. Hey. Impossible. <laughs> Roll it up your work. sleeves. <laughs> what did I tell you about time flying by on the show? Wow, we're wrapping up. Look at that. I'd like to end the show with two questions. If there's any time left, we'll, we'll fill it in with some home health care. Yeah, stuff. sure. Two questions. First one. You look out one, three, five, ten, even twenty years. What is a healthy change that you would like to see in your industry? This, in this case, home healthcare. Yeah, healthy this change. one's this one's uh, this one's actually pretty easy. Here's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see more consumer-driven decision making in the healthcare space. <sighs> I'm okay, clapping. I want people to all of healthcare. All of healthcare. Oh, I want I want I want to see people take a little bit more ownership in their health, oh, right? But also have companies that, you know, allow them to make decisions, um, about their care and about their trajectory and about their health. You you know, you can't trust the system. You got to be able to take control. My my journey in healthcare has been all over the place. Now I happen to work in employee benefits, Mm -hmm. which were tied to large insurance companies. I have to be careful what I say, but the consumer to me is the patient, the one who owns insurance or uses home health care. We, I am a consumer for for my wife and children using healthcare. Yep. Not, anyways, the deep pockets <laughs> ones who fund and pay for it and make decisions. And oh, right. geez, I love right. that. Home healthcare, that's good stuff. Okay. Second part. Okay. Alex, you don't have to share how old you are, but if you look back one, three, five, 10, 20 years, however many years, healthy advice that you would give yourself. Yeah. I think the healthiest advice is just, you know, trust yourself and do the work. Um, There are no shortcuts. You got to roll up your sleeves and do the work. And and honestly, it's not, I mean, I've always known that. I think I've always had a pretty good healthy work ethic, but it's something that, you know, I would remind myself five years ago, but also today. I'm going to take a picture of us fist bumping while I record this, by the way, because that I love that advice. It's simple what you said, but it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not the point. Nothing's supposed to be easy. Nothing is. Starting a business. The Except for finding had. a caregiver. That is easy. It is, oh, it is now with <laughs> you, me, care. Um, my goodness. Again, time flies. Wonderful interview, Alex. Thank you for joining me. I ask every guest, will you come back? Absolutely. Can't wait. I'd be honored. So, Alex Moore. Yumi Care, CEO and founder. 
wide variety journey. I like that you studied philosophy. Mm. We could have an episode just about philosophy, sure. by the way. I'd love yeah. to do that. Um, I had a blast. Hope you had the blast. same. Yeah, um, thanks for the invite. We'll get you back on, but Alex Moore, you me care. That, my friends, is what the health just happened. Hustling, 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 hustling.